Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. My name is Ben. It's the 25th of June. On this episode, my great pleasure to welcome the man from Roy's View From. Uh, it is, of course, Roy. Roy G. Biv, Panchero, a man of many different uh, internet aliases, it seems, but that weirdo from the internet who um, basically stalks other fans' forums and gathers the views from both before and after United's games, which I'm sure you've all seen. Certainly uh, certainly enjoyable reading when United have done well, as we have done quite uh, quite consistently over the last couple of seasons. But yeah, very pleased to have uh, Andrew. Roy is not his real name, as he uh, is quick to point out. Very pleased to have Andrew joining me to not only chat about uh, the, the fan service he does there, but starting to look ahead to United in the Premier League generally. So we talk about uh, the new sponsorship that was announced yesterday, um, our fixtures, some of the games we're looking forward to, a little bit of transfer talk as well. Um, and then at the end, actually, uh, a chat I really enjoyed talking about um, about VAR and how it will, uh, how it will uh, I guess, affect our viewing experience of United in the Premier League next season. So, yeah, do stick around for that. Um, that's probably my favourite bit of this podcast, actually. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, definitely keep listening for that one right at the very end. So you can follow Roy on, Andrew, I should say, on Twitter, at Panchero, P-A-N-C-H-E-R-O. You can obviously follow me, at BladesPod. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get cracking. Thanks very much for uh, downloading and listening. I hope you enjoy this one. So it's my great pleasure now to be joined by the man behind Roy's view from, the man who stunningly revealed his real name. It is not, in fact, Roy. It is Andrew, um, but he's, he's given me permission to reveal that fact to the rest of the world as well. It's very kind of him. So, Andrew, how are you doing? Hello, are you all right? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks so much for, for coming on the podcast. It's, uh, no, it's no problem. great to talk to you. So, yeah, you, um, as I say, you're the person behind the the. I guess a very, very well-respected, well-read Roy's view from website, which for anyone who doesn't know, which I doubt there is anyone listening to this, but just in case you are, essentially you provide a essential, well-loved, uh, occasionally infuriating, I suppose, um, service yeah. for all Blades fans, which is gathering... Uh, Gathering the views from opposition fans, both uh, before games, after games, and I guess with, you know, I've seen you do things for like island views on uh, on, on David McGoldrick's performance with the national team and upcoming signings and things like that. Um, so yeah, if anyone didn't know that, definitely go and check out your website, roysviewfrom.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, how did it how did it start? How long have you been how long have you been doing this? I suppose. I'd, I think. Like a lot of United fans, when we used to win on a Saturday, you'd go to the shop on Sunday and buy every single newspaper to read a paragraph of the match report, you know, like in the News of the World or something. Yeah. And obviously, probably around the Blackwell era, I'd stopped doing that and started going on forums of the teams that we played because not only is it good to look at fans that you've beat, you know, <laughs> see what they're saying, and it's, it's absolutely amazing to see other fans in turmoil, like United for a change. It. I also found like you got a better view of the game if you didn't go yourself, you know, particularly away games and things. Hmm. So I, I, I've been doing it in terms of just looking myself since Blackwell's manager. The first time I collected quotes would have been Oldham away, uh, the first game of League One. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when Maguire and uh, uh, Creswell scored. Creswell, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I remember going on their forum and one of their comments was something like, 
their fans are a lot better than Wednesdays. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that. I'll, <laughs> and, uh, That's great I post- Yeah, and I posted it on the now infamous Blades Mad, uh, the comments, and everyone loved it. And, you know, and, and it just basically went from there. And, yeah, then I signed up to the S2 forum and some people on there asked me to post them on there so rather than going on two sites and you know posting the i just started a website out basically because it was easier nice one i have to ask um how selective are you when you're when you're gathering those quotes i mean the, the big question is are, are are wednesday fans really that insane as your view from portrays are you i mean are you looking for like the most outlandish <laughs> quotes possible or is or is it no is i think, I think what it is it, i think if you look at most of the view froms it's not normally page after you know comment after comment of criticism about united but they're the ones that stand out to people obviously they're mm. I, i've done posts where we'll we'll have i don't know 10 sort of they were really good really good and then one person at the bottom just really criticized them and that's all that people focus on in terms of wednesday ugh. I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, I've got a friend who posts an Owls talk, and he's probably the fairest person when it comes to football you'll ever meet. Uh, so they're all, they do exist, amazingly enough, these these Wednesday fans. But if you go on the non-Wednesday section of Owls talk, I don't. I, I mean, you have to be a member to do it. It's the it's just a stereotype of the deluded Wednesday fan. There's a thread on there every season that starts, which is about United. It gets to about 700 pages or something. And that's where I got most of the post, the preseason prediction. If people had seen the preseason prediction views of Wednesday, it was basically a post of predictions that Wednesday had done in preseason that was just fabulously wrong. It was obviously by the end of it. And yeah, and that's where I got most of those sort of uh, predictions from. But before the Bouncing Day massacre um, game. They were all just from normal Wednesday fans. I went on Owls Online, Owls Talk, Twitter, even asked a few friends, and they were all unbelievably confident. I mean, I've never been that confident about United no. in any game, let alone a derby. <laughs> so it, it, they do exist, the normal ones, don't get me wrong. And the preseason predictions are the most sort of out there, yeah. you know, views, if you like. But at the same time, I, I don't sort of go looking for them it's not as if i'm scrambling around looking for these views they're on every single page you know mm. so i obviously picked the best out of the pre-season ones but when it comes to the normal view from every week i do try and balance it out but it uh, it, it can't always be done <laughs> <laughs> depending on the club yeah i guess not how how often have people called you weird because that is that is obviously one of your yeah, my, my nickname's nicknames. weird, though, yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's a good nickname, I suppose, to have that. But, yeah, he started from a Chesterfield fan. Um, when I went to collect some uh, quotes on their forum, one of them put, I bet that internet weirdo Roy is looking at this. So I used it, obviously, and as the opening uh, the opening line to that uh, particular view from. Uh, and then everyone, like, on the S2 forum just calls it me now anyway. So, yeah, it's <laughs> I'll take it. I've had worse. So. Yeah, that's incredible. Um <laughs> As I presume, am I right in thinking probably you, you get a lot more page views of the website now than you did maybe 12 months ago? Or is, is, is it kind of enough, or you asked me this question obviously via email. You don't just throw this pod together, do you? You, you know, you, it's, it's all set out. So. I spend a few minutes uh, thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, you asked me that question obviously via email, and it's the first time I've looked. And from January to April, last, the only I can only go back to last January because I changed the, the host of the site, you know, so I, it's... 
and it goes back to January. I got 377,000 views from January to April. And this season, for the same time period, it's been 529,000. So a lot of glory on us. That think, is a is lot. You yeah, could, you could be making a fortune off advertising. You need to get onto United's commercial department. Um, so obviously, last season was uh, was pretty good one for Sheffield United. Um, Went bad, were it? Yeah, I thought I thought you would agree with me on that one. Um, <laughs> I guess what was your uh, what was your personal view from highlight of last season? Like, it could be a, a favorite comment or a, a favorite set of views. Something that I don't know will will live live long in the memory. I guess. I think it's always good when teams. Praise you. Ipswich were fantastic at the end of last season, for instance. They'd been relegated, we'd gone up, and they were you know, just gushing in praise. Blackburn Rovers, very similar. But the best ones are always the ones who have been slagging you off pre-match, and then you beat them, and then they can't take it. So I'd have to say West Brom this season. Ooh. I don't know if you read that one. Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I read every every single thing you put out, because it, <laughs> it is always fascinating. Um, yeah, the West Brom one, that was a lot of... Uh, I, I think they were the ones that were like, I still wouldn't have any one of their players over Yeah, they were hours. convinced they were still going to finish above us. I think we'd, we were four points above them at that point, or maybe five or something. And yeah, we were, they, yeah. And they were saying that they still don't see us as a major rival and things. And that sort of... It's brilliant when that happens. I mean, to be fair to Leeds United, they get a lot of stick, but from the view from I've got, they're actually a bit like us in the, in the pessimism sort of stakes. Mm. They're very sort of, we're going to blow it, we're going to blow it, we're going to blow it like we were. But West Brom were unbelievably confident for a... I mean, I suppose it's that... I mean, hopefully we don't get it ourselves, but it's, maybe it's just from playing in the Premiership for a few years. Mm. And you get that sort of... You pay big money, so they must be good. And I think a lot of fans and even managers probably fall for that idea. They, they look at... I think this is where Wednesday fans went wrong with the thinking we were going to go straight back down. They looked at how much our team cost and just presumed they were going to be rubbish. And obviously, yeah. it don't work like that. So, definitely not. Um, we do also have to talk about your refusal to do one after United had uh, drawn with Millwall late in the season. Am I right yeah. in thinking you never actually went back and did one? No, I went straight out after the game in a fit of rage and watch um, <laughs> watch Lee Wednesday limply lose to Leeds United. And it's the only weird cheering for Wednesday. I've really, really weird experience, but. They obviously lost, and I genuinely, I think you posted something on Twitter yourself about that was it. You know, we, yeah. I think, I think most of us thought that's that done. And I went out on an, an incredible bender, like I was a eighteen-year-old again. I think I got back in at seven a.m. on a Sunday, and then on Sunday I got up and I had some family stuff to do. And then by the time I really got time to do another one, it was Tuesday, and I thought, does anyone really want to read this? Yeah, everyone were already in mourning, you know, <laughs> from the from the from what had happened at the weekend, and I didn't really want to do it. The Millwall form had been shut down, which oh. obviously didn't help, so oh. I'd have had to go through the, the pre-match Millwalls and the, and the view from Millwalls this season have all been me listening to podcasts. Wow. Uh, and, and, yeah, and grabbing comments from it, because they're, it's, um, it's a, oh, I, don't, I, I don't know how to... A tasty forum, shall we say? I'm not surprised that it um, got think, shut down. I think I remember seeing some of the things that were being posted there, and yeah, yeah. I can see why. What little post on there as well, actually, which I found out recently. Um, it's so. not, not a good look for him. <laughs> no, not a good look at all for him. But uh, yeah, that got taken down, and I, and I had I just thought I'm going to go to a lot of trouble here, and people are just going to say not bothered, Roy, which does often happen. Where you you know you post after a defeat, and people say not interested. I, I totally. <laughs> 
as a, a fellow content creator, if we can call ourselves that, um, I sort of know where you're coming from with that. I do do get people who are like, no, I don't think I'm going to bother listening this week. Which yeah, is... to be fair, you're, you're, I think your best, best pods with Jay are definitely after the defeats because I'm very emotional after a defeat. They're all mm. rubbish, you know. <laughs> and then you listen to you to actually dissect the game, and I think that I learn a lot more then from the, you know, from from the the wins. Yes, secretly I do quite enjoy doing those podcasts as well. I think they're quite cathartic for me, actually. I mean, obviously we've just come through a season where I think we only lost eight games or something like that, and it were only, well, I think it was only two after Christmas in the league. It's incredible. I I think I tweeted you that it was only when I listened back to your season review that I realised how well we'd done. Yeah, that's it mad, never seemed it? that easy at the time. It never seemed like we'd only lost two games until. <laughs> that's classic. I think that's classic. Sort of. Um, I, I imagine that applies to all football fans. I won't say it's like classic United fandom, but yeah, you just it's just so in the moment, week to week. Only like every win yeah. was every win was a relief rather than like oh, it should be massive. Oh, okay, there were a few that definitely were massively celebrated. You know, like yeah, the Leeds one or what have you. But you know, you think. Yeah, some of those those home wins, it's just like, right, next Yeah, I remember next Rotherham game. at home. I remember yeah. going to the after with a friend and, and watching the Leeds result. And it didn't, it felt like a win, don't get me wrong, but it was almost like, right, job done, next one, come on. Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a bizarre feeling. When you, I felt like at the top of the League One as well for a while until we mm. went about a million points in front and <laughs> it didn't really matter anymore. But, I, you know, that even in League One, that, that sort of... Right, we've got that win. I felt almost like the manager myself, you know, <laughs> like yeah. not going to get carried away and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's brilliant when you listen back to that podcast and you see how just how well we did. Cheers. Yeah, that was that was kind of the intention for that one um, to to have a bit of a memento, I guess, to to listen back to it. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a bit about Premier League in a while, but um, I guess this is we could just quickly touch on it here. I mean, I was thinking earlier, it will be interesting next season for the first time in, I guess, in twelve years where. It doesn't really matter if we lose some games. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna lose more games than we win in all yeah. likelihood, or certainly uh, not win more games than we do win, if you like. Yeah, that's, that's so weird because obviously every season for United since we got relegated, the expectation has been like, right, get promoted out of the Championship, out of the Championship, out of League One, and you know every every time we draw with Rotherham or lose to Gillingham or something like that it's like this is the worst result the most embarrassing <laughs> result for, yeah. for years and yeah suddenly we're going to go into a division where we're we actually are going to be huge underdogs in almost every game and yeah it's, it's well, I, be, I remember it's saying to a friend when we went sorry no no go ahead uh, I remember uh, when I said to a friend when we went to the championship, it's going to be weird not expecting to win every week. Then we went on that amazing start. Yeah, that and about three we, weeks, we never even it? got that joy of not, you know, that, <laughs> you know, not being in pressure of the playoffs and things like that. So it, I, it's going it's, it's to be weird, isn't it? Because we've had, what, three seasons of basically winning most weeks. Yeah. We're going to go into a league where, you know, the likelihood is that we're going to lose most weeks. And it's going to be that transition is going to be quite strange to deal with, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like leaving Bramall Lane, having seen your team lose, and pr- presumably being like, "Well, when's the next game?" <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, it could I, actually I mean, be I'm a more. I'm sure some of season. our fans will not accept even a one-nil defeat to Manchester City. So, <laughs> <laughs> surely even even the most rabid United fan would accept that. But no, you, you're I'm probably sure. right. Perhaps they wouldn't. <laughs> um, just just coming back to the the uh, the, the website um, quickly. I mean, what's you mean? You mentioned the Millwall podcast there. That's quite a that's quite a dedication to the cause. But what's been the sort of most unusual place or, or club, I suppose, that you've gathered uh, views from, apart from obviously the Wednesday Forum? 
Yeah, you got part from the Wednesday Forum. Yeah, uh, the hard the hardest ones uh, to get were the clubs with, with low fans. For instance, Fleetwood and Yeovil don't have a forum, or, or they didn't when when we played them. And I remember vividly remember being on a Yeovil Facebook page at one a.m. Desperately trying to just get enough quotes to to to, 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 to get a view from that were worth using, and I think I even ended up using their manager as one of the quotes in the end because I was that I was that desperate to like get this this view from over the line. But yeah, the the lower the clubs, the easier it is in a way because you can basically get a quote from pretty much every fan. So it's a lot more balanced as a mm. as a view from. But yeah, the, the Oval and, and Fleetwood, that, that I hated that. I hated it when Chad Evans went on loan to Fleetwood and I was desperately trying to get views from him as well. What about, yeah, I was going to say with the loan players, I mean, we've had like, you know, we've had players on loan at Barrow and places like that. Barrow have actually got a forum, quite a a busy by their, you know, stature. (laughs) Um, It's quite, really easy to get stuff from Barrow's forum. I I, I tried to get, uh, oh, I forgot his name, Uh, Boston United he went on loan to. One of the uh, players. Was it, um... No, it wasn't uh, Regan Slater, was it? No, that was Carlisle. I can't... Oh. How many years Anyway, slip my mind, whoever he was. Uh, and I couldn't find anything for him. So it does happen where you just can't, you know, get any views from anyone. But, yeah, the, the hardest one I've ever had is Yeovil by, by a mile and having to use their own manager to <laughs> just fill up the... <laughs> yeah. Fill up the article, basically. That is serious dedication. I'm looking at yeah. Barrow, Barrow's attendance for last season, actually. They, they were getting, like, one and a half thousand, so... Yeah, so it's not really far off Yeovil, is it? I don't think. Like. I guess not. No, not every single fan in. Uh, in no, no, not every single fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's what's been it, so not just last season, but I guess all time? Is there is there any particular ones that have given you the the most enjoyment, or is it, does anything top the uh, the the bouncing day massacre before and after? I don't think I'd be surprised if that ever gets top, just because of. I mean, the day itself is mm. it. I think it's the, it's the most pivotal to both clubs' immediate future that I've seen in my lifetime. I'm not old enough to remember the Boxing Day massacre and the aftermath of that. Yeah. To to me, I think this was such an important game. The way they totally unravelled after it and sacked the manager, we went top of the league, and obviously the year after we went up. And I, I think the expectations of both fans switched quite dramatically due to that game. And I think the view from since that from Wednesday. I've proven that they've gone from being ultra confident to being in treating us like we're some sort of super team from space. <laughs> you can't be beaten. They're like, oh, if they don't beat us four nil, then you know we've got no chance. Sorry, I start that again. If they don't beat us four nil, you know they're rubbish because we're that bad. It, it was incredible how quick it changed. Yeah, and I really think that game. It's it, it's bigger than I think even I think any Wednesday fan will admit to be fair because. Just the way the two clubs went after, and who knows what would have happened if Duffy's shot had gone wide. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right on the on the fine margins thing, I guess there. But yeah, it's, yeah. it really, I guess, yeah, I, I completely agree. It sort of really underlined the different directions we were going in as, as clubs. I mean, you know, we were the you know just pretty much fresh out of League One. It's you know we were. I, I didn't expect us to win that game. I, in fact, I remember. Looking at the team sheet and thinking, oh, geez, this could be. Oh, I remember that when that team sheet came out. We oh. had, 
well, we had Basham in midfield, which was was unusual. He's, he's done yeah. it more. He's done it more since, obviously. Uh, I think it was Baldock's debut as well. Um, yeah, he so, might have been far off at least. Yeah. yeah, I think he played in a cup match, didn't he, against Leicester? And then ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it was Brooks and Clark up front, and I, don't I think, think that was Brooks' second start. And I'm not sure Clark had scored. No, um, he'd not. That he'd was barely first... been in the team. And I think most of us never really thought Clark were going to do it at championship do... level. So for him to be the main striker against your local rivals away from home, it's yeah. But yeah, it, it just uh, it, it sort of shocked us all, really. Of like, yeah, this is uh, this is how good we actually are, and your team of very expensive older players are just being made to look like absolute mugs by these guys from the pub league. Yeah, well, obviously the pre-match view from Wednesday for that game was just like. Other than two or three, it was just so confident. And I didn't just pick out those ones. It was every page. We're going to beat and we're going to beat. I think they just got a draw at Cardiff week before, which were a good result, obviously. Mm. And they'd outplayed them, I think. And we just lost at home to Norwich the week before. So I can, I can completely understand the confidence, especially with the injuries that we had. But for that to happen, after that confidence and the, and the pessimism of our fans, and to go in the different directions we've gone since is... Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see that for a long, long time over a, a single game. Yeah, well, hopefully we won't play them again for a long, long time either. I don't, I don't like saying that because I just imagine them going up and us going down. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's found, just my pessimistic, yeah, negative you, mind. Though, so. You found the loophole in my, <laughs> in my argument. Well done. Um, are, there, are there any teams you've developed a uh, a soft spot for as a result of doing the view? So, as in, uh, you know, another team where. There's, there's something about the uh, their fans, I guess, that's, that's kind of made you think more positively about them. Definitely. When when it comes to lo- if it, as long as it's not concerning United, when it comes to local, I, I always find that teams from the same city or around the same area are completely different in how they view Sheffield United. Hmm. So Derby fans are all right with us on the whole. They're they're quite complimentary. Forest fans hate us. Bristol Rovers probably the most humble fans I've come across since I've been doing the the view from. Bristol City last season, pretty arrogant, to be honest. Mm. And it's weird how teams from the the same area have these differing views on on not only Sheffield United, but their own clubs as well and, and where they should be going. So, yeah, yeah these, these, when it comes to local derbies, I've pretty much got a... I mean, Ipswich and Norwich is a brilliant example. I mean, you know yourself, Norwich this season, their fans have been quite... Uh, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> You can't say bitter because they won the league, but they've been quite disgruntled touchy. quite a lot of the time. Touchy, that's, touchy yeah, that's, and tetchy, probably. Yeah, starting from the obviously last season when Wilder went mad after we beat him two one, <laughs> and going on to obviously we've been in a promotion race with them, and yet Ipswich on the other hand are real uh, brilliant. You know, I genuinely can't think of hardly any. Even with McGoldrick, you you lose a player like that who goes on to achieve what he has mm. I think it'd be normal to have a bit of bitterness about it but I've not really seen any bitterness from Ipswich fans to be fair Nice yeah the the, the other one that uh, I thought you might mention but maybe not was uh, it was actually Millwall because I Brilliant yeah the, the guy who did his is it an A to Z of Sheffield or Sheffield United which is always, A to Z of Sheffield good. I think he's got an A to Z of Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday um, but that site's been taken down as far as I know unless he's back up so he's yeah I think yeah, obviously you can look at the the A to Z on on my website, but yeah, they they are weird, weird bunch Millwall fans. When you go onto that forum, you, you've got half, and you think oh, this is you know these these know what they're on about. They're quite self deprecating and mm. hate West Ham, which is always good, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and then on the other hand, you get these you know 
very far right comments yeah. of, about certain other things, and and yeah, make, normally it's a lot of the time by the same posters as well. So yeah, strange one. I can't ever get you know get fully behind Millwall, but yeah, they do surprise me when when you always get good value for them. Yeah, yeah. Less said about some of that, the better I think. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I've obviously spent, uh, and you have as well, spent a lot of time looking back at 2018-19 because why wouldn't you? It was absolutely amazing. But, uh, yeah, we are now, what, we're probably about six weeks from the start of the Premier League season, which we are in, just to reiterate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's time to start looking ahead of us because the fixtures obviously came out um, last week. But uh, I guess quickly, a quick starting point um, for next season you know, I'd have, of course, just announced a new sponsor um, today, which uh, yeah. I, I'd never heard of. But I guess that's the kind of <laughs> that's kind of the point of sponsors, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. Know, I mean, they built it up to be this huge thing, and then it's come out today, and I'm like, yeah, beyond me. <laughs> I, yeah, I've actually like I can't even remember what the name of it stands for. It's, it's USG. USG. That's it. Yeah. Which is a Australian forex company, I believe. And it's going to help with our Brexit um, uh, insults that we're getting about being a Brexit club. It's obviously got a huge union jack, hasn't it? On the, I didn't so want to, I didn't want to say that, but yes, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. That's, I mean, to be fair, so they, I guess what I look for with a, a sponsor is like, do they have any sort of obvious human rights breaches that I should be worried about, yeah. or you know, other dodgy practices? <laughs> um, I'm actually. I'm actually kind of relieved that it's not a gambling company in terms of like you know th- this isn't something I lose sleep over but the the proliferation yeah. of uh, gambling advertising in in it's, sport is it's outrageous, is, isn't it? It really is. It's it, it's quite annoying. I think it's just so so pervasive in terms of like yeah. I mean, I, I just have to like mute the television every ad break just. every time Ray Winston comes on. I mean, I'm I, I'm not a sucker for those sort of bets, but I do have a bet every Saturday, and I don't think I've won last season at all. So. <laughs> It, yeah, it's yeah. So I'm, I'm not uh, by no means morally opposed to gambling, as like you, I uh, you know dabble occasionally myself. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of nice to see something other than that. Their logo isn't horrific. You mentioned the uh, the union flag on there, which obviously uh, riffs on their name, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it it could be worse, you know. It's it's not uh, I don't know chupa chups, for example. It's nothing uh, nothing hugely controversial. I don't think. Yeah, I, so. I read something. You remember Dyson as a sponsor? Uh, yeah, from like two thousand three. Do you know that were never actually sold in England? <laughs> yeah, there's a few things like that in there. Bizarre, I and mean, we weren't even in the Premier League at the time. So what even sh- was it? It was it, we had that during I think the washing powder. Sources. I think could be wrong. Son, this is not helpful finding this. Uh, <laughs> I should have looked this up before, I suppose. Nah, I've, I've forgotten. What... Yeah, Wikipedia's and uh, not helping me out on that one. But right. yeah, but anyway, it's uh, it's obviously being reported as the um, you know biggest sponsorship deal in the club's yeah. history, which is is not. Uh, I mean, that doesn't doesn't feel like news to be hugely because uh, whatever sponsor it was going to be, uh, you know, even if we're in the championship, I think it would still be the the highest because you know. Otherwise, what are our commercial guys doing? But <laughs> I guess um, I guess it's good to tick that one off, and it, it feels like things may be starting to move a little bit now. Some of the rumours yeah. that we're seeing, uh, this is not privy to any insider information whatsoever. But you know, I mean, uh, just oh, we were just talking before we actually started recording, but suddenly Luke Freeman seems a, a legit possibility based on uh, a couple of Sky Sports news reporters, yeah. which would be fantastic, I think. If we can get him for $3 million, it, it's one of the most ridiculous deals we'll have ever pulled off, to be fair, because 
I understand the doubts at him, about him in the Premiership because he's obviously never played there for one. But for that price, it's it seems too good to be true. It does, which is why I'm I'm yeah just, just holding uh, holding back a little bit. But yeah, three. I would say five or less million for him would be uh, significantly less than I would expect us to pay for him. And yeah, he, he would be great, I think, because he just fits that bill of like a top championship player. He's only twenty seven, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he can play. He can play exactly where Duffy plays. So he reminds yeah. you a lot of Duffy. He always has, to be fair. Every time I see him, I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not Jay Blades Analytics or anything, but obviously the football I have watched, he does remind me of Duffy quite a lot, and the spaces he picks up and things. Yeah, and he's um, it's, it's it's one of the weird players where it's like I wanted us to sign him for about seven years. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm you surprised know. he's only 27. Yeah, I, I think he was. I don't know if he was on loan from Arsenal. Do you remember he, he played against us for uh, Stevenage? You know the yeah, in the playoffs, I think. Uh, oh, he might have done that as well. The one I'm thinking of is the Chet Evans season in League One. Uh, we drew two all at Bramall Lane oh, towards yeah. the end of the season. Oh, oh, another I, I, awful day, yeah. It, it was <laughs> awful, yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember if he scored, but he was certainly absolutely amazing. Um, and he, I don't know if he was on loan from Arsenal at the point, that point or he'd actually signed for him. But, yeah, I remember thinking, like, geez, how, how come this guy's playing for Stevenage? Why why on earth haven't we signed him? And now, seven years later, perhaps we're yeah, about Yeah, it's to... amazing how he's never got that move, which obviously lends yourself to think that, yeah. is there something wrong? But, as we know with Wilder, you know, McGoldrick, fantastic example of mm. what he can produce with people who've maybe been written off or deemed not good enough at the very top. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I've already seen some of the tweets of uh, fans of other clubs, I guess, saying, like, well, that that's uh, Sheffield United relegation confirmed. Yeah, they're only lot, signing championship players. I think a lot uh, from Leeds fans, which I think they were after him as well, or they are yeah. after him. So I don't want to jump the gun, but... I think there's a yeah a little bit of bitterness there. To be fair, still hurts. I think. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's not confirmed yet. So no, no, we'll of course see. not. It may, it, I'm kind of hoping. I'm just going to ref- keep refreshing Twitter and hope it actually. I'm doing exactly the same from my end. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Just there's there's, there's certainly news. plenty of people talking about it, which. Uh, yeah, it's usually usually a good sign, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there've been that many rumours flying around. It. I mean, but this actually does look a legit one. <laughs> I've had it up to here with rumours. What yeah. was the what? There was one. Uh, what was it? Because I was t- I tweeted about the Frank Ribery one a couple of weeks ago, and then a, a more an even more stupid one came. Was it Bale? No, I can't remember. Who it was. Adebayor. Uh, yeah, I think it was Adebayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, what did they do? Just throw a dart at a you know list of old players? <laughs> so Essentially, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's like yeah, take old player, add. Two, at least two teams that just got promoted and then someone else that we think has money and you have a transfer rumour, but there you go. I mean, when, when Valencia, Antonio Valencia was rumoured, I thought, well, nah, I can't see that. And then since then, that looks like one of the most realistic rumours compared to <laughs> Adebayor. Yeah, absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, are you, uh, are you concerned at all that we've not actually signed anyone yet? It's, what is it, the 24th of June? Is, has that been a worry for you? Or, I mean, personally... I'm, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the longer it goes without signing new yeah. players, it's like, Ooh, are we actually going to do something? But at the same time, I'm confident that stuff's going on behind the scenes. So personally, I'm not concerned. But is, is it something that's going to weigh on your mind at all? No, I think it, because there's been no World Cup or European Championship this season, there's a lot more focus on United signings. I mean, if you remember last year, we sold Brooks, I think, before this date. And although it was yeah. a big thing, because the World Cup was on and a lot of people were obviously preoccupied with that and stuff, you, yeah. you weren't really sort of, oh, we're signing, refreshing every day because you're watching the England games and stuff or whatever. But mm. 
I think when there's no World Cup and no... I mean, obviously, the Women's World Cup and thing, but obviously, in terms of, like, men's football, I do think a lot of people, you know, go overboard with the, oh, my God, we aren't signed anyone. It's another day and we've not signed anyone. I'm refreshing. And yeah. I do understand. There's, no, there's no, nothing to take your attention away. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of... It's the worst of social media, I think. People just getting themselves in a frenzy. I mean, the thing I kind of kept reminding myself was, of was um, we didn't sign anyone until I think it was like the 18th of June last year and that was Henderson on loan yeah. and we didn't actually spend any money until about the 20th of July or something like that when Egan signed so yeah I mean we didn't um, sign Norwood until, I mean uh, is the premiership window shut earlier I think yeah the, I think that, the transfer, but... transfer window shuts before the season starts I think they agreed that um, the only thing that does worry me is because is the, the lightness of the squad we hmm. do in my opinion need Probably at least seven or eight players just to fill up that. Fill out the squad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think's like? Um, what do you think's the sort of areas that we should, for, in terms of like actual first team? Where do you think we should be looking most? I mean, obviously we need a goalkeeper. Yeah, obviously a goalkeeper. I don't think you can look past strikers. Just, I mean, I've, I've anyone in earshot. I've been telling them McGoldrick will be fine in the Premier League, and I do mm. think he will be. But he's not going to get you fifteen goals or anything, or even ten goals probably. You know, in, in the, he's not that sort of. Out and out goal scorer Billy Sharp, obviously love him to bits. But we need another two players in there at least, just to to give us not not just another option, but you know, to, to something that we haven't got. I, I'd love to get Callum Robinson, for instance, at oh, yeah. uh, uh, Preston. Preston, yeah, uh, and McBurney as well. I think that'd be a, another good signing. But I think that's if we're going to spend any money, fairly big money, that's the area. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you sort of, I think that's my that'd be like a dream transfer window for me. I think is yeah. is, is uh, Freeman, McBurney, and Robinson. Like being being realistic. I like two... Leroy Fur as well. I thought you were one of the best players you played against last season. I did too. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Is he is he getting on a bit old? Is he thirty ish? It's only twenty nine actually. Uh. He's, a, he's a fair bit younger than me. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That that might be one that wages are a bit. Much yeah, yeah, true. I, I like. Um, I mean, what is it? Robinson's only like twenty. Callum Robinson. Let's just check that. He's still only like twenty-two, something like. Yeah, that. He's only young, yeah. twenty-four. My mistake. Bernie's young. Uh, Freeman, we talked about early twenties. I mean, yeah. I think they're right. low risk. If we come back down, yes. I think they're low risk signings. I don't think you know when I look at Fulham. Jeez. Heaven knows what their wage bill is in the yeah, championship. I'm, I'm so interested to see how they do next season, Fulham, because. It, it could be bad, I think. Yeah, well, I, I keep changing my mind from looking at the squad and thinking they're going to romp it to, oh, you know, they could be in big danger if, if yeah. they don't get some of these players. And also, they've burnt through uh, the manager that got them promoted and, you know, set up everything good about them. Uh, and then they burnt through a guy who won the Premier League about five years ago. <laughs> and now they've got Scott Parker, who has... He's never no... managed before. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think they've fallen for that caretaker manager does well for five games let's give him the job which a lot of clubs do obviously but especially when he's unproven as Scott Parker I think that's a big risk with all those players because it's a big big season for Fulham yeah, I, I don't think they'll do. Uh, I don't think they'll do a Sunderland, but um, and, and I've, no. I, I, you know, on the off chance that this is uh, making its way to the ears of any Fulham fans, I'm absolutely, <laughs> absolutely nothing against Fulham. And uh, I'm mates with you, Grant. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's always a great place to go to. But um, yeah, I've definitely, definitely got my eye on that one. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, my, 
I think I've said this a few times, but like I think my goal for this transfer window, uh, if you know, I had some say in it, is like get younger and be better prepared for the championship in twelve months if we end up going down, and just accept that you know we may bounce around for a few years yeah. because a, a little bit like if you go if you go down another division to a team like Rotherham, for example, they they don't have the money to compete in the championship in, in, like lined up against everyone else and that's why yeah. they're you know bouncing around between league 1 and the championship but they kind of know that and accept it and have a a structure in place that allows them to come back up when they go down and all right there's there's absolutely no guarantees we'll be able to do that but i would hope we're well prepared for it and yeah if yeah. we can start to kind of integrate younger players again cuz i mean i was thinking about this the other day somebody um Somebody asked me about it. Um, anyway, one of the questions they asked me was, uh, any youngsters for uh, other other clubs to watch out for, I suppose? And the answer is no, frankly, because I think we've we've just moved on, haven't we? The club has risen so rapidly that... Yeah, and our, I feel sorry for... Prospects... I mean, people like Lundstrom, and he gets quite a bit of stick, Lundstrom, but you wonder if, if we'd have been a more middling championship club for a few years, would he have had more game time and progressed yeah you don't know i mean like you said the, the club has just moved too fast for a lot of these players that mm. we, we've now got on the transfer list in many in many cases i don't know who's, who's the youngest prospect we've got i really wouldn't know how to answer that off the top of my i know head. I, I just said uh assuming we loan dean henderson again yeah of course yeah but but genuinely other than that i mean i don't know tyler smith was the one that uh sort of popped up in the in the squad in the middle of the season yeah that almost felt like Wilder making a point about like, yeah, yeah, really, <laughs> let yeah, me let me sign that. some bloody strikers in January. Yeah. Um, well, this is the know. worry I've got that obviously I just have this awful feeling of Leon Clark being sat on the bench for the the first game. <laughs> Nothing against Leon Clark, but just that's the fear I think of a lot of United fans is that we're not going to get these deals done hmm. and we're going to have to go with you know players that we've already decided are not. Yeah, going good enough to go forward with, but I'm not too worried at the moment. I can understand completely where people are coming from because to sign nobody when you probably need seven or eight players, mm. you are sort of leaving it a little bit, but n- not not really at the moment. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah, I think things will come good. I mean, I know everybody keeps it's become a bit of a meme, hasn't it? Of like, uh, well, Villa are interested in this player, like, or you I'm know, just getting sick, sick of Villa. I, I actually <laughs> didn't mind them going up at all because I didn't think they'd be in the same market as us for players, and mm. you know, to a degree they're not. But every time we're linked to a player also interested, Aston Villa, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, yeah. yeah. Well, they've but the thing is, they have signed some players now, so they're they're, they're moving out of the market yeah. and leaving some scraps for uh, for the likes of us. Um, yeah, Neil Neil Morpai from Brentford would he be one of? I'd absolutely love him, but I just can't see it. I mean, I think aren't Sev- are Seville still interested in him? I'm not sure. I, I think he goes for far more than we are going to be yeah. willing to spend. I think he will be up towards 20 million I reckon and I, yeah I'd be and, st- and I'd, wrong, I, thought, I thought it was fantastic last season but uh, I'm, am I right in saying he's only really had that one season of I think being at the are, top of his game yeah and I think uh, not to get too statty but I do believe he underperformed his XG last season and the season before as well which yeah I mean possible. don't get me wrong I think he'd improve us and I think he goes straight into the first team but I, I'm not as obsessed as certain other people seem to be by signing him yeah so i just i just googled neil morpay and uh 
the top two results, Aston Villa transfer rethink and Aston Villa boss Dean Smith planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's obviously, uh, I think every every newspaper editor in the country has clocked onto the fact that there'll be a lot of uh, Villa fans Googling transfer rumours. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair play to them, I think. Um, right, so, yeah, I mentioned the fixtures um, that came out last week. What are you what are you most looking forward to? When that fixture list came out, was there anything in particular that you were like, you know, you were instantly looking for? Was it was it like, uh, I don't know, seeing who we were playing on Boxing Day, or you know, was there one particular game, one away trip, anything like that 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 you went and looked for straight away? I think the first game is always the the uh, just to walk out again as a Premier League club. I think it's going to be an incredible feat. Although it's Bournemouth, obviously, it's probably, I think it's the smallest stadium in the league and stuff, so it's not. Yeah. Premiership surroundings, if if you like, but just seeing that sort of, uh, do they still have the Premier League badges on their arm or whatever? But just to see how far we've come, I think it, it still doesn't feel that real mm. at the moment, even now, because we've come so quickly from absolute oblivion, really. Yeah. To come to this, I think that first game when we're walking out at Bournemouth, and then the the Palace home game as well, the following week. I think just those two games are going to be incredible before we start losing every week and, <laughs> and everything becomes like a bit more a bit more sad but yeah I think that what about yourself uh yeah I guess it obviously that that first game I um I'm trying to think there what there's a few there's quite a few uh stadiums that I have not been to in the Premier League um largely due to uh some new grounds I guess but like yeah. I've so I have been to Old Trafford but only for FA Cup semi. Um, That's the same with me, actually. Yeah, I've only been for a semi-final. Yeah, the the one I really want to get to is um, is Spurs away, and I appreciate it might be difficult with tickets, but their stadium looks incredible. This is the um, thing when I when I was looking at the fixture list, I was thinking I'm, I don't want to get too excited here because I might not get tickets for that or that or that. You know, picking them yeah. out and stuff. So, in in a weird way, um, I. I the one I really did like the look of is um, going to West Ham, even though I've been to the Olympic Stadium uh, a bunch of times, and it's not—it's it, not a great stadium. It's no. certainly not amazing to get to. Um, I imagine it's even harder if you if you're going for football. But and I, I don't really have any beef with West Ham anymore, to be honest. I, no, 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 no. It's, it's, I think it's quite funny some of the stuff that goes on on Twitter between the fans. To be fair, yeah. I, don't think there's any, I mean, everyone involved other than Kevin McCabe, I think, is not not even at the club anymore, are they? So no, exactly. So I, I would like to get to that one definitely. Um, yeah, I guess I also. I mean, obviously, you, you kind of. I suppose one of the first things you do is look at like your first five or six fixtures, don't you? And not to get ahead of ourselves, but. This could have been worse, I think. Definitely. So just just for uh, I guess for anyone listening, is start with Bournemouth away, then we have Palace at home, Leicester at home, Chelsea away, Southampton at home. And all right, you're right, you're right off Chelsea. That's, that's yeah. you know, I'm away for that one. Luckily, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, we, we'll be long odds to get out at Chelsea. I think. Yeah. Bournemouth could potentially get something. Palace I think at home. Bournemouth fans are quite worried from what I've read on the forums and stuff based on the fact that it's a newly promoted side mm. and they know they're going to be that up for it. It's not going to be... They're not. It's, I think I'd be the same if we were a championship club and we were playing a newly promoted League One club. You know that they're going to be... Especially when they've been a longer way as United, as, as long as United have. Yeah. I think it's, it's a tricky game for them. I mean, I, I'm not saying I fancy us or anything like that, but... Yeah, I can understand. I can understand their sort of trepidation around that first game. I think uh, Le- Leicester at home will be tougher than people think. Definitely, I think. yeah. I, def- they are. I know we're, we're. It's daft to make sort of predictions of final tables and stuff, but 
I will not be shocked if they sneak into the top six next no, season. No, no, not at all. I mean, I've seen some people say, you know, they've got an easy start, Sheffield United and stuff, or like Wednesday fans who I work with and things, and <laughs> Leicester are not the Leicester of, you know, 10 years ago. They, they've massively built, even obviously they won the Premier League, which is a bit of a an odd season, really. Mm. But in the past couple of years, I think they've, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to lose Maguire by the looks of it, aren't they? But that's even more money into their you know, they can spend them elsewhere. Yeah, it's a good young team and that'll be really tough, I think. But yeah, it's, it, it could have been worse. I mean, it could have been that little stretch between the end of December and uh, and January, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really something in it. So 28th December, we play Man City away. We follow it with Liverpool away on New Year's Day. Then we've got West Ham at home, Arsenal away. And oh, look, then it's Man City at home. So we play Man City and Liverpool, the... Two of the best teams in Premier League history last season. We played them three times in five games. Yeah, that's. I think if we're in the bottom three with that run of games coming up, we're going to be. You know, it's going to be a. We're in for a long. I, I don't want to. I remember. Do you remember the last time we got in the Premier League? I think we were at one mm. point we were something like 14th after we beat Spurs. Yeah. And everyone was saying, "Oh, we're safe. We're safe." And then I looked at the run of games we had coming up, and it's not as horrific as those games you just read out, but. Yeah, I thought I hope that if if we are 14th by you know by that run of games, let's not get ahead of ourselves because that you can't ask for anything tougher, can you? No, you can't. I mean, one thing, and this kind of comes back to what I was saying earlier, really about um, you know kind of adjusting our expectations to not winning as many games. I mean, one thing is like if we can win, I don't know, say 10 games out of 38, we'd probably stay up. Yeah, yeah. Because you figure like throwing, I don't know. Seven or eight draws, that's 38 points. That would keep you up most seasons. Uh, ironically, I don't think it did. I think that was the exact yeah, amount of points we had. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> the one we went down wasn't Let, enough. Let's but. call it nine draws, or perhaps just one extra goal scored. Yeah. Goal difference kept us up. But I'm sucking now, like, <clears throat> last season's table. So Brighton won nine games, stayed up. Southampton, nine games, stayed up. Burnley, 11 games, finished 15th. And were Burnley was six points clear of relegation with 11 wins. So... Yes, I know what you mean. Like you know, if we if we don't if we're in a crap position when we hit that run of games in December January, then yes, obviously it will be tough. But you know, you only need to win a couple of games. Yeah, and well, I wouldn't write us off against someone like Arsenal. Looking at last, I mean, I'm not saying, well, obviously they're massive favourites. I don't, I won't give us, I won't bet on us or anything like that. Mm. But Do they you know are what? beatable. I'd have loved to have played Arsenal last season. If you know, oh, what I mean. yeah, if yeah, we could have just had the. I don't know. I don't know how that would actually work. But you just say we had a one-off game with Arsenal last season. I I actually do think we might have beaten them. Like I home, watched the Europa League final a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was. That second, I, I, they just stroll around the pitch, don't they? <laughs> they yeah, they don't have a structure or a or a way of playing like we do, and they don't really have good players to bail them out like a lot of other no, teams do. Either, no, no, so. and they're sticking with. I mean, I think obviously lost Ramsey as well, which will be a, a huge. But I think they are going to make moves in the transfer market. But yeah. They, they, they are a flaky team, so you, like you say, you could maybe pick up a point there. You don't know, do you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be some teams that are much better and much worse than we we expect. I think that's oh, just, completely, the, yeah. just the way it goes. So, yeah, I'd be I, I just a word of caution for anyone who's like you know, because Newcastle have just announced that um, Benitez is going to leave yeah. in, uh, the next week, and you know that does make you immediately go like, oh, hang about, you know, they're going to get sucked into a relegation battle, aren't they? But you, you just don't know, do you? They no, I mean, you're not really going to get it. You don't know. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, someone messaged me. I don't know how true it is. I've been out today, but someone messaged me saying Steve Bruce was a favourite, but I don't know <laughs> if they were just winding me up. Or... I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a big step down for, yeah. uh, for Newcastle, I think, yeah. definitely. 
Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, just a few final things thinking about the um, the Premier League. Um, I don't know how much of the... Have you watched much of the, the Women's World Cup or the Nations League? Yeah, I've watched League a bit of it. I've watched every England game. Yeah, so let's talk about VAR. Um, how much are you looking forward to or dreading this uh, in United games? Before, before it came in, I was all for it. I was all... Mm. You know, Lampard's goal against Germany is obviously one that stands out. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And you just think, well, it's simple. Just give us, you know, this technology, goal line technology or whatever, and then offside. But when you actually see it in action and the way it's... I mean, this, did you see the Scotland... Uh, Argentina. Argentina, that's it, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just so harsh. And <laughs> I mean, how that got... I mean, it, technically, it's the right decision. Yeah, but, that, that's... This is what annoys... I don't know annoys is the right word, but I guess more worries is that... I don't know. So, so the decision I'm talking about here, or we're talking about rather, is uh, this thing where the goalkeepers. It's a new a new rule. The goalkeepers have to have uh, at least one foot touching the goal line when the penalty is struck. And th- there's always been a rule about you can't come off your line before it's kicked. But I think they've like actually defined it more perfectly. And yeah, the problem is when you're using technology to check like very very minuscule infractions it, you suddenly find infractions everywhere and that's i think about three or four billy sharp goals last season would have been disallowed i think that's low i think it'd be like six you, or seven you're probably, yeah you're probably, yeah you're probably right yeah i think i mean there's obviously the, the one at ipswich where he sort of stands in front of the keeper mm. would they have disallowed that i'm not sure but yeah obviously uh, the one at villa as well i, I do worry about you know players like billy sharp who sort of what is class as a clever player He's not going to get away with that little shirt pull before the ball comes in and things, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, yeah, this is it. It's like, are, are we going to see a relaxing of how VAR is used? Because, I it, I mean, watching the, the Women's World Cup, it's I've, I've really enjoyed it. But the, the, it almost feels like every time a goal goes in, it's like, right, how can we find a way to disallow it? Like, It will what... undoubtedly get to that stage where people don't celebrate, uh, unless it's a, a worldie from 30 yards. You know, I, I really do think, because I'm getting like that, mm. a goal goes in and you think, yeah, oh, winning... oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, England second yesterday. Yeah. Um, so it was a through ball. Uh, and I think the, the flag went up basically as soon as the ball hit the net. But I was, I didn't even like, you know, didn't even go like yes or anything like that when it hit the net because no. I was like, oh, this is going to be like you know the ball's gone in. She starts to celebrate, then the flag goes up. And you're like, oh, it's going to be disallowed, and then actually it turns out it was on side, and it's like, oh, okay. Cool. And there's also things with the flag going up. I, I know. I mean, the the Cameroon player wouldn't have got back or anything like that, but she sort of stopped because she saw the flag go up, mm. and that's obviously confusing as well. I mean, I know there's all that play to the whistle, but surely just naturally, if you see. A linesman put a flag up, and you're running, you know, to defend. You think, well, that's offside. Then he could score, mm. and it, yeah, it's it's a oof, yeah. I, I think there was. Uh, I was listening to an NFL podcast um, the other week, and they have uh, obviously in American football they have uh, video replays for lots of things. Yeah. And some of them are subjective things, like uh, did the player catch this ball? Like, uh, uh, sorry, that sounds really odd. That sounds like something that should be objective, but actually, <laughs> yeah. the NFL is very subjective because you have all sorts of uh, tiny sort of sub rules within that. But um, yeah, his his thing on this podcast, he was kind of saying like, we're getting away from the whole point of sport, which is that it it should be entertaining. And does it matter if somebody was like a fraction of a centimeter over that line and that 
changed it. And I didn't totally know whether I agreed or not. It made a good persuasive points, but things like that Scotland Argentina penalty you mentioned, I was like, that's stupid. She gained no advantage. Yes, technically, uh, the rule was broken and it was the correct yeah. decision, but like, who wants. I think that was what was sort of that's the distillation of what you're saying. Is like, does anyone really want to see that? I know there'll be. I guess some people will say like, well, yeah, you want to see the correct decision reached all the time, but you sacrifice something from sport. Like you're saying, you know, you sacrifice those uh, great moments, the celebrations and stuff. Is that worth getting every decision right? I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm leaning I, towards no, it's I not, and I like, prefer yeah, the anarchy. If you'd have asked me this two, three years ago before it had mm. been implemented in major tournaments and things, I'd have definitely said. Yeah, get it in. What, what, yeah. you know, why not? But when you actually see it, I, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, I suppose like the devil's advocate is, you can't just penalise some things and not others. Mm. No matter how small they are, I suppose a foul is a foul, or you know, an offside is an offside, whether it's you know a centimetre or a metre or whatever. It's. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. I'm not looking forward to it next season, though. But it could help in his favour. I think we'd have probably stayed up the year before if we'd have had it. You're uh, right. Sorry, the year before the you the know last the time we were in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There were a lot of <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of suspect decisions. I'm thinking, uh, especially when we only need one more goal to uh, to stay yeah. up. Um, I mean, all right, maybe there'd have been a goal that had have been given against us at some point. But yeah, when you think back to some of the. Uh, you know, the Steven Gerrard uh, falling over. Or, yeah, um, the look against West Ham, which nothing Koslick wrong with that goal. West Ham. I, I just had a really obvious one in my head that's just uh, just slipped. Oh, Luton Shelton at Old oh, Trafford. Oh, of course, yeah, Man United, yeah. Getting absolutely destroyed in the penalty area and uh, for some reason they didn't bother giving a penalty for it. Um, so it could work out. I mean, I, I suppose in that set, a lot of people do say, and there, I think there is some truth to it, the big teams get the, you know, the, the more decisions going for them. And I suppose that, it cuts that out, but mm. at the same time, it's, it's really, really a tough one. That's the crux of it, isn't it? It's, it's we're sacrificing entertainment for getting it right. And, yeah. and as you said, that may well help us stay up, but yet you and I both sat here going like... Is that worth it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, would, would we have gone up last season? I don't know. Like We're talking about Billy Sharp's goal and things. Possibly, there were a few yeah. things that went in our favour last season, to be fair, and, and against us as well. But yeah. And you wonder, you know, that that Jack O'Connell goal, everyone's going mad in the stand and then five minutes later he's being disallowed. It, it, it's not what you want to see, is it? Even if it's against you, really. Yeah. Well, I suppose if it's against you, yeah, you do want to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict that two things will happen. One, in about six months, uh, it won't be talked about as much because people will be kind of used to it. Yeah. But I also think there will be some like relaxing of how it's implemented a bit as well. The Premier League have already said this, you know, nonsense uh, penalty rule is going to um, they're, they're going to leave that to the on-field officials. I don't know. Did you see that the other way the other day? Uh, it was I didn't like, actually know. It, it was after the Scotland Argentina thing. So the the Premier League have said. Oh, so, um, I, so, I told a lie. I did see that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The Premier, so the Premier, sorry, yeah, Premier League have said we're, we're going to leave the decision as to whether a keeper came off the line on penalties to the uh, assistant referee and the yeah. referee. So we're not going to check that, which is like, oh, thank God. I mean, because that ba- it just makes a farce of every single penalty. So yeah, I, I wonder yeah. if we will see some sneaky kind of, um, I guess, relitigation of how VAR is used in the Premier League. But then again, that throws up another kind of words. It's like, wang about you're just changing the rules halfway through yeah, the season. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing about what I said earlier about. How can you, uh, I suppose, punish one thing and not another if they're both illegal? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be 
<laughs> nothing if not interesting. I mean, one of the uh, counter arguments for VR was always, uh, well, you're going to lose the the discussion down the pub, aren't you? The controversy, but no, <laughs> no, really no, 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 no. Read some of the decisions as well after you see VAR, mm. and and you think that's not a pen, and they give a pen. I don't know if you saw the is it Portugal versus. In the Nations League, uh, oh, against uh, Switzerland. Played, Switzerland, yeah. And he brought it back, and you think, well, that's not a penny. He's not going to give that. And then he did, and you think, what? Oh God, yeah, my um, my <laughs> one of my mates is uh, is from Portugal, and he it, my WhatsApp message is absolutely lit up with a, <laughs> a string yeah. of Portuguese expletives after that one. But yeah, same in the um, same in the Women's World Cup. There was a. Uh, France scored a goal last night, and I was like, "That's a good goal." She's um, she yeah, got there ahead yeah, of the goalkeeper. Yeah. Keepers run into her, and then five minutes later, because for some reason they they like uh, you know the physio came on for the injured players, and then they went and checked VR. And I, I just like I, I think I left the room to make a cup of tea because I was like, "There's no way this is getting disallowed." And I come back and it's nil nil. What yeah. is that? How's that happened? So I, mean, I yeah, had a bit just... of sound off myself, so I didn't really know what was going off. I was listening to some music with it like in the background, and yeah, and I thought, "Well, this is." This is all right. What, you know, what's going on? That, uh, yeah, that that does worry me. The um, not not being able to understand what's happened. You know, we sort of say like it makes it worse for people in the stadium because they can't see what yeah. uh, people at home could see and what the video referee can see. But when you get to that stage of like, well, I can see it, but I still don't understand why you've made that decision. Like, because mm. it's a marginal decision that could have gone either way. So I, I did see Kevin Gage tweet though, which were quite, uh, quite. I don't know if you saw that tweet where he said it, it's also a chance to celebrate twice <laughs> with the same goal. So there is looking at it like that, which could be good. I, I did see that tweet. I think he started it with, uh, is it just me? <laughs> I think the answer is yes. <laughs> but no. Um, all right. Just, uh, just to wrap up then, um, talking about Premier League, obviously. Is there anything you're going to miss from the championship? I mean, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not get too high and mighty here because we might be back in it before too long. But uh, for the next 12 months at least, anything in particular? Absolutely loads of things. I think the fact that there's more games is... Mm. It, it, I've looked at the fixture list, and if I'm right, is there only a couple of weeks... I know obviously everything will get moved, but I think there's only a couple of week weeknight games, I think, as it stands. Yeah, I'm just looking down it now. Uh, where's the start of the season? So, yeah, blimey. Flipping out. Uh, yeah, we're all the way into... It's, it's December. December with the first one. Yeah, that's, game, what, that's yeah. how I worked it out as well. And I think that... That's going to be... I love night games, you know. I love finishing yeah. work, going straight out, you know, going to the match or whatever, or even watching stuff on TV. That's going to be the biggest change for me, the fact that we're not playing every week, you know, or, mm. you know 46 games to 38 games. That, that eight games is quite a lot, I think. I think that I'll miss Colin Murray, Benjamin, Benjamin Bloom, mm. with his... The, uh, the fact that, you know, that when you go to a ground, the fans who are there are there to watch the football like you've seen the Man City celebrations recently you <laughs> when they score in the Champions League and it's it's like someone's opened a new supermarket and <laughs> yeah you know, they just sort of stood around you know hey. and I mean even getting like, on the view from and things I got a, I did a, a Premiership fans uh, reaction to Sheffield United getting promoted and mm. Liverpool slated us and I was looking at the the bios of these people who were slating us and they were all from Nigeria or South Africa or and you know, not knocking them, they can support what they want, but it, you know, how, how much can you really read into what they think about? Whereas, you know, with the championship fans, are there not because it's scintillating football most of the time, but because that's their team. Mm. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned some names there, and uh, Liam Rossini is another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, did, oh. Is he rumoured to be 
get on a coach him roll or have I? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I think was it wasn't Middlesbrough, was it? It's Middlesbrough. It was Middlesbrough, yeah, and with Woodgate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's happening or not, but um, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was doing the Nations League coverage as well, wasn't he, this summer with Sky? Yeah. Um, so assuming he doesn't take over a coaching role, I hope they. I hope they roll him out into the Premier League or wherever they can, to be honest. Cause he yeah, is, he's the best pundit on TV, I think. He's, he's certainly, yeah, I, I would say in my top two or three, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, certainly on Sky anyway. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I I sort of, I, I get all the things about being in the Championship, but I always have this thing of like, I just wish nothing but misfortune on every other team that we play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you ever find this? Or like, I'm just annoyed with every team that gets promoted that isn't us if we haven't that's, got promoted. That, oh, so. Yeah, that's completely right. I mean, even last season where we weren't good enough to get promoted last season, realistically, even Wolves who were 100% better than us, you watch those celebrations and you just you can't help thinking, oh. <laughs> yeah. you know, being aggravated that it's not you, especially when we were top for a little bit as well for that for that season. But I think that was the thing this season that, was my biggest fear of at the end of the season seeing Leeds United celebrating on their pitch or whatever, you know, doing their parade yeah. and knowing how close we'd come and how that could have been us. For it to happen the other way around, I think that's why it was so amazing. It's it is very sweet indeed. Um, yeah, I think one thing I probably will come to miss is being able to get tickets to away games or at least at least some away games. Exactly, yeah. Demand is still pretty high because, yeah. I think I might end up having to call in some favours to get some tickets. It's, we were talking, reason. actually, at work. Me and a friend were talking at work, and we were saying that we're almost looking for midweek games because at least you've got more chance of getting one. You're brighting away on a Tuesday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. Whereas they're the games you sort of have, you, you look at the fixture list if they're in the champions, you think, well, I'm not doing that on Tuesday night. No way. But now <laughs> they're the ones that you might only get a ticket for. So I guess there's going to be loads of these um, that are going to get moved for TV, particularly. You know, particularly games against the the top the top teams will probably end up TV in, on TV in the second half of the season, won't they? Because they just they just end up televising basically every every Man City game, every Liverpool game, or, or whoever. Yeah, so. that's it. I mean, I'm like I say, I'm away for the Chelsea game, and I was thinking, well, they'll not have that on TV. Then I thought, well, they might do because it's Chelsea, you know. Yeah. So you never know. I, mean, I, I I think every team gets at least seven or eight games on, don't they? I think so. Yeah, something like that. I think Huddersfield might have only had six or something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll play better. Better football than yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Andrew, thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Where can, where can people uh, check you out online? Uh, www.roysview.com. I'm just making sure it's not co.uk. It is .com, yeah. <laughs> or Twitter at Panchero, which is another bizarre name, alias, that I used, which I can't change. <laughs> yeah, you've um, stuck with that forever. Yeah, right? which, um, and then, yeah, or I, I post all of them on the, the S2 forum. Uh, and Vital Blades as well. And uh, you're coming soon to uh, Premier League forums near you. If yeah, watch any, out, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdo will be visiting. Yeah, the weirdo's visiting, yeah. Are you, are you already putting like some advanced kind of scouting work into Have you got like a short list of you know, forums for each Premier League team? Or is, are you still no, in pre-season to, to be honest, mode? we've signed a few players before from, so like Woodburn, I've obviously been in a couple of Liverpool. There's about 400 Liverpool forums. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a case of, I'm quite sort of, with a lot of the big teams, obviously Henderson, Man United and stuff, I, I sort of know where to go for the better view. I mean, a lot of Manchester United forums are actually, I was thinking the spelling and grammar here is absolutely awful. Then I quickly realised they're actually foreign fans Post oh, right. English, so you know, I was like, "Well, this this is awful." But yeah, I looked at the you know the 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 bios of the people, and they were all actually from different countries and things. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm quite, especially with the big clubs, I pretty much know where I'm going. <laughs> hmm. I suppose Bournemouth might actually 
still be quite difficult to, to yeah that many i think they've got one major forum um burnley i think are the same uh but yeah the the top clubs it's just a case of i think whereas with yeovil i was hunting facebook at 1am to try and get a quote i think with this one it'd be about cutting it down to a reasonable length because there were that many comments about the game yeah you ought to do a like a paid service on your website where you give like a free taster of um, the views from that club, and then you can pay to get premium content. Premium content, yeah. The full shebang. Yeah, I think Den Blades men- uh, mentioned that uh, when 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 I did the Leeds, you know, the view from Leeds. Yeah, he said you should get premium content on there because like... <laughs> <laughs> people will gladly hand over money to read yeah. it. <laughs> nice one. All right, thanks very much again for coming on, Paul. Thank uh, you for yeah, de- definitely. Um, Definitely recommend everyone go check out your website and obviously uh, your Twitter as well if they're not doing it already. But um, yeah, it's a real pleasure having you on. Thanks for thanks for giving up the time to talk. Thank you very much. Cheers.